This week's In the Know podcast is brought to you by G&G Operators. Does getting ready and preparing for a project stress you out or make you second guess your plans? Stop waiting and pull the trigger. G&G Operators make preparing your site easier than ever before. They have years of experience working with conditions in the area, specialized tools and equipment that allow all aspects of your project from design to execution go without a hitch. Call today to start your projects. 806-244-4297. G&G Operators is excited to keep you in the know about Delhart ISD news and updates. That's 806-244-4297. In the know. To be knowledgeable or having access to information about something, being privy to special or new information, or this program on KXIT. It's time now for In the Know, brought to you by your Dalhart Connection, bringing our community together with new and important information with your host, Dyke Rogers, and this week's guest. Well, welcome to this week's edition of In the Know. I'm your host, Ike Rogers, and our guests today are Andrew Hokuson, who is the ag teacher at the Dalhart High School, and uh, Dr. Elaine Heyer, who uh, is the principal at Dalhart Elementary School. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, let's start with you, Mr. Hokum. Uh, tell me a little bit about, I think this is your second year here. Tell me a little bit about where you came from, what the situation is here compared to where you were. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so before moving to Dalhart, I was at Friendship High School, a 6A high school there right outside of Lubbock. I was there for five years, and uh, the job opening came to Dalhart. Uh, originally born and raised in Dumas, so to get closer to home uh, and to come and enjoy the lovely people of Dalhart. So it was an easy decision to move to Dalhart. Well, good. And so this is your second year. How was last year for you? Uh, last year was... Uh, uh, coming in, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but last year was a uh, tremendous year for us uh, in terms of coming into an FFA program and getting it going. Uh, we qualified uh, several teams for state, had a high individual at state contest uh, in milk quality at, in the spring of last year. Um, had seven students receive their state FFA degree this summer at state convention. Uh, took 17 kids to that convention, uh, and uh, it was a wonderful year. Looking for a great year this year as well. Okay, well, we have some pretty strong stock show programs here. And and uh, the kids all work pretty hard in that. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of those programs. Uh, so uh, in the fall, uh, most of the cat kids that are showing livestock have uh, sheep and goat projects, and cattle and steer and heifer projects are already on feed, starting to start to pick up some pig projects. Uh, these kids work year-round. Uh, it's not a thing that they get to take off in the summers and do stuff. I mean, it's a year-round project and getting up in the morning and feeding and tending to those animals twice a day and making sure they're in the best of their ability. Uh, that's just a small portion of what we do. Uh, I've actually got kids around starting to gear up for some leadership development contests that we'll start here in the fall uh, and compete in those area and state contests here in November and December. And then we'll get into our judging contest towards the spring semester uh, there's like 47 different contests that those kids can do in the spring that we'll gear up to and those kids will get involved in and be going through there as well so why is it important for these kids to be involved in uh, raising animals or uh, i think it teaches them many life lessons uh, there's many life lessons not only if they're 
not only in the stock show world, but in the FFA world in general, in terms of leadership opportunities, in terms of public speaking, and just life lessons and life skills that will help them become more productive and better citizens once post-graduation. Well, you've mentioned leadership a couple of times here, and that's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, talk to us about what you do in these leadership programs. Uh, the big thing that we preach is just teaching them the basic leadership skills of becoming a productive citizen. Uh, the FFA mission uh, is to promote premier leadership, personal growth, and career success through agricultural education. And uh, I think the big way that we try to do that is you know get the kids involved and get them out in the community and out in the real world as much as possible. And through those skills, um, I, I really am a big parliamentary procedure person. I think it's very important that students understand the basic laws of parliamentary law in terms of going out into the community and in any terms of any extracurricular or any terms of activities. Most businesses or most meetings are ran by parliamentary law, and I think it's an advantage to our kids, you know, those that are in FFA and 4-H, to learn those basic skills so when they become a part of a group or an organization that they know parliamentary law and know how to properly run those meetings. Well, I'm kind of involved down at WT, and I note that the ag kids down there seem to have a better feel for both communication skills, leadership skills, and the ability to actually uh, perform and and be punctual and do the things that are required uh, to be successful. I'm assuming that your programs are geared toward making that happen. Yes, sir. We, we spend a lot of time on those type of skills and making sure, like I said, that they can leave here with some general skills that would make them productive citizens in their jobs once they graduate high school. Okay, so if they don't feed their animal on time, their animal tells them. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess uh, there's a certain amount of self-discipline that happens in, in your program? Yes. I mean, I, well, I'll do, I go around and do uh, project checks and make sure that things are getting taken care of and tended to like they're supposed to. And if not, then we have conversations and discuss those things and try to come up with a better method. And they need to understand the consequences of them not performing their actions and their duties like they need to be done. Well, I'm assuming also that a lot of your students who are raising animals aren't necessarily farm kids. That is correct. Not all of them are. Uh, that's the unique thing is that one thing that we try is, you know, growing up, you know, everybody has the the... the the thing that FFA is, you know, all about sows, cows, and plows, you have to be a farmer in order to do it. Uh, and that's not the case anymore that, you know, there's so much more to the agricultural industry than just raising livestock and farming. And so that's a big part of it. And it's really fun to get the, what some call non-traditional ag kids, those that aren't farmers in there and get them involved and watch them grow and flourish and get as much or more out of it than the traditional farm kids. So uh, we have a lot of students that are not traditional farm kids that are in our program. Okay. And how do you measure success in your program? I think success is, you know, seeing kids achieve and do things that they didn't think they could do. You know, I'm as competitive as any, and I would tell my kids, you know, to win is what we always want. But if, you know, we go in and do our absolute best and you do your absolute best and we don't come out winners, it's a successful day because you did it and you achieved it. And um, just to get to see the kids do stuff that they never thought they'd be able to do, and that to me, that's a success in, in my book. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. I never do that, you know, but I'm going to. So tell me one of your success stories. Uh, a very successful story is uh, I just think that last year I came and, you know, it was a noob deal and I had a, a group of kids that were passionate and really wanted to do some things that we did. And so we had a milk quality team and there's four girls that were really passionate about that and we worked hard. And um, 
we had our ups and we had our downs. Uh, we qualified for the state contest, which was one of our goals that we set. And when we got to the state contest, we were fortunate enough to have the uh, high individual in the state contest. And this is starting my 16th year of teaching, and I've never had a high individual at a state contest until this year. Another very unique and successful story comes from one of our current officers, uh, Jake Bird, wanted to run. There were some doubts of letting him run, but he ran, and he's our us. Uh, uh, our chaplain for our officer team, uh, and everybody loves Jake Bird. So, good, very successful. He getting able to do something that he didn't think he'd be able to do. Did you know G and G is a family-owned and operated business? Dean and Gay are very excited to say that all of their children and their spouses play a role in the day-to-day work at G and G Operators. Their son Chase Graham is a current operations manager in Dalhart, along with his wife Rebecca Graham. She does any of the daily tasks that may arise. Chase Graham is also beginning to take over many of the daily responsibilities of the business. The oldest daughter, Chancy Graham Carrot, and her husband, Josh Carrot, own a trucking company that helps with the daily deliveries of a variety of products, along with assisting with the shop. The youngest daughter, Chanessa Graham Slama, along with her husband, Judd Slama, handle the day-to-day activities of handling feed for a large supplier here in Dalhart. G&G prides itself on being family-oriented and family-run, with all of the siblings, along with close family friend Curtis Thomas, holding a partnership in the business. Dr. Heyer, let's talk to yes. you for a moment, okay? This is yes, also sir. your second year at Dalhart yes, Elementary School. Uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on in your school. Oh, we have great things going on at Dalhart Elementary. Um, we had a, a great week. We have uh, taken on some new curriculum uh, to work on academic achievement. We changed our um, social-emotional learning curriculum and just trying to do some things that will help our students be successful academically, socially, emotionally. Um, one of our goals this year is to um, build our relationship with parents and community, and so that's one of the things I'm here to talk to um, you all about today is our habitat um, on the northeast side of our campus. Okay, well tell me what the habitat is. Okay, about 20 years ago, Karen Taft, who was the principal at the time at Dalhart Elementary, created this beautiful outdoor classroom on the northeast side of our building um, for uh, students to have the experience of being able to um, learn about nature, agriculture, their food source, and uh, she took care of it herself. And while she was um, at Dalhart Elementary, it flourished and it was utilized by many classes in our building. And after she left, um, it and just nobody took care of it. And so when I came last year, I had a group of uh, citizens from the community and some staff members that came and talked to me about let's revitalize the habitat. And so the first thing we did is created a committee and um, Beth Moore and Sarah Fonar, one of our teachers, are the co-chairman of that committee. And we named it uh, Taft Outdoor Classroom after Karen Taft. And we started um, by having work days and cleaning out all the debris and the old uh, vegetation and uh, doing some painting and had some fundraisers um, because we're trying to raise money to put in a watering system so we can um, put plants and vegetation out there. 
Okay, so this habitat, it, it mm-hmm. you say outdoor classroom. Yes, I mean, sir. Do, do, is this where they actively work, or is yes. this a sit down and we lecture? What does that classroom look like? So it's going to look different for each uh, classroom and teacher and students that go out there. It'll have different areas. There'll be a pergola. Um, our goal is to have a pergola with um, seating, benches out there for them to actually do classroom lessons out there. We want to have raised flower beds. Uh, we want to have a rock garden. We want te- uh, kiddos to learn about um, bird feeding. We have donated uh, chicken coops, so we're going to have some chickens so the kids can learn about their food resources, which helps them, as I hear ta- them talking about their ag program at the high school, uh, some of the things that we want to do at the Habitat will directly impact our kids and their learning as they go into the agriculture program in junior high and high school. So if you have chickens out there and they lay some eggs, you mean some kids may learn that groceries don't all come from the grocery store? Yes, sir. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. And that's what we want. We we want kids to understand um, what their food resources and, and where their food actually comes from. That's one of our goals. Okay, and you're you're going to try to raise some funds for this? Yes, sir, we are. So um, what we're doing is we have um, worked, we're working with the welding class at the high school, and they're going to make some um, purple paws and some uh, golden paws, and we're going to put them on permanent display for anybody that donates over $100 to our, our program. We've already raised over $5,000 from generous donations and a hamburger fundraiser that we did last year. But we need about $10,000 to put in the watering system so that we can put uh, start putting the new vegetation out in the, in the classroom, the outdoor classroom. And so um, we um, are... Uh, graciously accepting any donations, small, large, uh, from anybody in the community that can help us uh, reach our vision of revitalizing our outdoor classroom. That's a great goal. You need about $10,000. Yes, sir. And so just and we're whether, halfway that's there. From, whether that's from one or whether that's yes, from sir. 500, you don't really care. No, sir. And uh, we will put, we're going to put those paws at the welding class. Uh, they'll be in permanent display with business names, family names, individual names, whoever donates the money, anything over $100, what, they'll get a paw to put in uh, on permanent display in our outdoor classroom. Okay, let's assume somebody wants to make a donation. Yes, sir. I'm going to assume several do. Okay. okay. So how do they go about doing that? Who do they, who do they talk to? Who do they that's make their that's a great question. So um, they can call me at Dalhart Elementary School. My name is Dr. Elaine Heyer, and that number is 244-7350. Or we also have a website, or excuse me, an email address, and it's dalhart.habitat at dalhartisd.org. And uh, those emails will go to Sarah Fonart, and uh, she and I, she or I can either one help them. Okay, and so if somebody wants to just drop a check by, who do they make it out to? Um, they make it out to Dalhart Elementary, and they put in the memo line uh, Habitat Taft's Outdoor Classroom. Okay, well, I wish you well in, in you. raising the money to do that. What a what a great project and what just, uh, you know, real life for Yes, kids. sir. Thank you very much for having me today. Appreciate okay. it. Well, let's talk about a couple other things with the elementary school yes, while we're here. Okay. okay? So how how's your staffing level? How are you in good shape there? Are you pleased with how the year is starting? Oh, What's definitely. Like? Yes, sir. So um, as public education is in all places, um, staffing is a challenge. 
challenge and uh, we just don't aren't seeing as many kids go into and stay in teaching as we have in previous years um, but we are staffed um, almost 100% staffed doing our last interviews this week uh, we have some great new teachers at Dalhart Elementary I've been in classrooms this morning with with uh, several of our new teachers and just outstanding things are going on in the classroom um, we had a very smooth week last week and we're just looking forward to a wonderful year well good dr bird you're with us today also i didn't introduce you earlier but you don't need much introduction what do you want to tell us about the school system well uh you know in the last three or four weeks we've had six staff members come here and uh football volleyball cross country band ffa the habitat the elementary school system and man i tell you right now as a dad i can't tell you how excited i am that my children or my son the last one is going to school at dowhart isd that the recurring theme these people love kids they work hard they make decisions based on what's best for kids you know today's world is so much different than when i grew up and when I grew up, it was just expected. You play, you were in athletics, you were in bands, you were in the FFA program. You did everything that you could to help make you a well-rounded adult. And there's so many more options outside the school setting for kids today than there was when we were growing up. And to, to I'm, I'm honored to be the superintendent at Dalhart and have the people that we have running the organizations and programs that we have. And I'm telling you, they're making a positive difference and having a huge impact on our kids. I don't care if you're in band. I don't care if you're in the FFA program. I don't care if you're doing underwater basket weaving. Every student needs to belong to a program and surround themselves with like-minded people. And I'm really proud of our staff members for the options and the opportunities. They, you know, I'll, I'll use FFA because he's here. He has a distinct skill set of finding what a kid is good at and putting them in a position to be successful. Sometimes that's taking a student and putting them in a situation that they're extremely uncomfortable in and they're really nervous and they're not real happy with him when he does it. And then I've been able to witness them come up to him and go, man, thank you for challenging me and pushing me. So uh, small world. I've had a relationship with both of these people for a long time. I, I knew Andrew when he was before he was in junior high, I was still skinny and could comb my hair back then. I didn't get to coach Andrew, but I got to coach his brother, Sean. Uh, Andrew is from an amazing family. He is the type of young man I hope my kids grow up to be, and he is a direct reflection of his raising. His parents did a great job. And many years ago after that, when I was assistant principal at Caprock, my first year as an assistant principal, Dr. Hire was my counselor. And I would love to take credit for hiring and bringing both of them to Dalhart, but they were both here a few months before me. But what a blessing they both are to our community. I don't know how you can hear what we're saying and not be excited that your kids are enrolled at Dalhart ISD. We've got great things taking place, and I'm really excited about our future. Well, there's some amazing things. I'm most impressed with the fact that you have underwater basket weaving here in Dalhart. <laughs> uh, we're, we're working on, on bring, implementing that. <laughs> I thought maybe that was being taught out of the superintendent's office. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a man for all seasons. Well, listen, it's great to talk with all of you today. There are good things going on in the Dalhart school system, and this is one 
one way that we get an opportunity to tell people the good things that are there. And sometimes uh, people just need to hear the things that are happening because uh, if you've got one disgruntled person in the community, you're going to hear about it from a lot of people. So congratulations to all of you on the programs that you're doing and, and doing the things that are making our kids effective members of our community and of our society. So uh, Dr. Elaine Heyer, thank you. Uh, Andrew Hokerson, thank you. And Jeff Bird, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, this has been uh, In the Know, part of the Dalhart Connection. Be sure to go to kxit.com for past episodes and community information. Good afternoon, and thank you for calling G&G Transmix. This is Curtis. How can I help you? I was hoping to get some concrete supplies for a project I was wanting to start, but I wasn't sure if you could help. It's just a home project. Nothing like the giant projects I know you do for commercial buildings. Of course we can help. We love bringing big, small, and in-between dreams come to life. If you need five yards or 500, we would love to supply you with anything you need. We also have rebar, rebar chairs, wire mesh, and anything else you need for your concrete project. Perfect. I am so glad I called you today. Tell me about your dream, and I'll help you put together everything you need to make it happen. At G&G Transmix, they can help bring dreams of all sizes to life. Call them today at 244-4298, and they can get you any concrete or supplies you need. G&G Transmix is excited to keep you in the know about all Dalhart ISD news and updates. <laughs>